This is Simon King. No, you haven't heard of me. And I never listen to non-take. Oh, it's in Missouri. St. Louis, Missouri. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, it does. Oh, shit. <laughs> perfect sense. Hey. Hello. Welcome. Hey, welcome. can you hear me? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, perfect. Great. Thank you. Thanks for having me on, guys. Hey, yeah. thanks for coming. Yeah, we're glad to have this you. It's going to be a lot of fun. There yeah. we are. Oh, there we go. Look at the look how big my fucking head is. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do you have a I'm black background and a black floating. turtleneck? Yeah, I didn't even realize the black. I'm wearing a black hoodie. It's a, a nice background. It's like, like a, a floating, floating head. head. Yeah, it's a great aesthetic. I like it. Yeah, I look like I'm launching a new iPhone. <laughs> you do. It's it's not going to distract my ADHD at all. Like, oh. what what can I say about technology? Like, just like Steve Jobs joins the program. Um, Yeah, Steve Jobs, the ghost of Steve Jobs, the now fatter Steve Jobs. I'm I'm fine. Pancreas is all good. I was just gonna say. Oh man, I saw him at like a Kings game in box seats. Right, like I don't know, it wasn't right before he died. It was probably like within the last year before he died. And I was like, my friends was like, is that Steve Jobs? And I looked, and I was like, no, that guy looks like shit. And he's like, that's it. there's no punchline to this story, but it was just like I didn't think it was him, and then I was like, oh, he died. Yeah, forgot about you know, the whole. The guy, he only ate, he like only ate fruit. Dude, Isn't that crazy? He just yeah. ate fruit. That couldn't diet, have helped, yeah. right? Like the fuck is like yeah. there comes a point at which you're like everyone's like this guy's a genius. I'm like, man, eh. <laughs> depends on the day you catch him, yeah. I guess you know. Like, you know, yeah, it's, I mean, like, it's, it's like Isaac Newton was a genius when he was like figuring out gravity and shit but when he was sticking needle needles in his eyes to touch his brain he wasn't such a genius he's like oh you're fucking rich that's the genius yeah yeah yeah, he does that yeah yeah have him like speak in a social environment and see how that works right like oh yeah exactly just make eye contact can you make eye contact it's over it's not even capable Uh, not even (laughs) capable of making eye contact gravity is making him look down anyway (laughs) Uh, this is perfect. This is perfect. We like to start off with a couple sort of uh, warm up sort of yeah. non sequiturs. I call them just, just asking combo. questions. Sometimes it's an excuse for me to ask those like hand grenade questions that are really conspiracy theories, but usually it's just silly stuff. Yeah. So um, <laughs> just this is just a warm up one. So our, our Swifty, are you yeah. good to go? Are you fine with heading? Oh yeah, right, yeah cool, whatever. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, can I, okay, language wise, are you um, you're cool with whatever? Oh please, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. and swear away. I was about to say who's who, but it tells names here, so we, I think we have a shirt say, that yeah. says "We say cunt in this house." Yeah, my so. girlfriend, my fiance, oh, nice. my fiance is Australian, and she one time I was like, I said the c word, and she's like, Hey, 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 we say cunt in this house. It was like, <laughs> I ordered the ring that day. <laughs> yeah, it's part of it's. It's just a bridge word there. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, if someone calls you buddy, if someone calls you buddy, it's like we need to step out and have a fight. But it's like, yeah, you're a cunt. crazy. Yeah, yeah. But that's a legit thing. In Someone's Canada, like, hey, buddy. Buddy buddy in Canada is like the best. Hey, yeah, buddy, what's yeah, up, buddy, bud? Buddy. Like, I thought that the, was Like, if you call someone buddy in Canada, you mean it in Canada. Like, here, that's my buddy. Yeah. Wow, you guys are the whole, like really The whole South Park episode about that. Don't yeah. be my buddy, guy. Don't call me guy, buddy. Pal. Like, it's yeah. just yeah. incredible. Yeah. Um, They're so nice in Canada. Yeah. That, yeah. Mm. Still true? Some of us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It depends. Well, it depends. There's parts of the country that have Except gone completely a... batshit insane, yeah. but you stay most away of from, it's still okay. Stay away from Those Quebec. truck drivers with the horns, maybe not so much. 
Oh my God. That's, that's something else. It's typical Canadians, right? Like it just it, like, even when we had like some sort of like overthrow the government riot, it just turned into a party with like a bouncy <laughs> castle. I'm not kidding. There was a I bouncy know, castle. Yeah. Like that's not, look, I don't know a lot about revolutions, but I don't think in France in the late 1700s, they had a bouncy castle. Yeah. yeah. Typically. You know not, what I mean? Uh, yeah. Typically not part of the uh, revolution. Ah, oh, yeah. French. Sorry. <laughs> Orson Welles joined us. Um, yeah, they, they the the French in general. There, I mean, is that like is that just a cliche? Oh, the French, they're they're so far away that you wouldn't even know. like. Everyone thinks that like most of Western Canada doesn't speak French at all. Yeah. Um, you you you're supposed to in all the government buildings. You legally have to. So, a great comedian by the name of Brent Butt used to have this joke. He's like, if you get pulled over in BC. He's like, insist that they speak French. He goes, because none of the cops speak French. He goes, it'll take them so long, they just let you go. But they, they have to. They have no... So even when you're on a plane here, everything has to be in English or French. Every, so, but the further east you get, the more Francophone it gets. Uh-huh. So once you get to like Quebec, New Brunswick, uh, Nova Scotia, stuff like that, it becomes quite quite French. Labrador is like that too, but your voice I don't speak changes. a word of it. I just, your voice I just look down and mumble. You name these places. <laughs> Like, yeah, Labrador, Quebec, uh, yeah, dog like that. Hello. I did learn. So all that, I, use... I, I did learn that Acadia or Cajun is a bastardization of saying Acadian. I'm an Acadian, and people are like Acadian. Okay, mm-hmm. whatever. Like once yeah. they moved south. Yeah. Well, and they're all they all came over at the same time. So yeah. they're Cajun, they're Acadian French from, and then from uh, our French came over. And they were like, we will keep this country. Eh? And the English are like, I don't think so, you bastards. And then they fought it out. And then what ended up happening was they just all kind of got contained in one place. And now they won't shut up about it. But it's pretty good. Like, whenever I go to Montreal, I don't speak very much French. So whenever I go to, like, Quebec or Montreal, I always just look down and mumble. Like, yeah. I just said, and people think I'm French. Passing. Yeah, yeah. Like the kids in the hall French. They're going to no, no, no. They're like, oh, that guy's clearly he's grumpy in French. Yeah, I'm picturing get the better it'll work. I'm picturing the kids in the hall cab driver from the beginning of Brains Brain Candy. One hundred percent. Yeah, that's about right. Um, I I don't know. I I feel like I want to skip this anyways, but I wrote it down, so I'll say it anyways. Are Swifties just mainstream juggalos? (laughs) You know what the thing is is uh, I I personally find juggalos more attractive because I think. Because I think if you commit to, first of all, getting away with naming your cola that. And second I mean, of all, <laughs> does Swifty, does she have her own, does she have her own cola? Like Tay-Tay cola or whatever the so. fuck? Not yet. Yeah. I don't, Not yet. The, the, thing, the thing with Swifties is it's like, it's like, I mean, this is a moment in time um, where there's this kind of like group of people who are all, because that's just, Taylor Swift's phenomenon shows you how bad the world is. Because it's like people are just like anything, anything to get out of everyday life. Right. And they're like, what about this lady who's the da- daughter of a hedge fund manager who had hundreds of millions of dollars before she started her career? She's one of us. No, she's not yet, <laughs> fucking proletariat idiot. But that's just the way it was. But you know what? More power to him. I mean, I, I'm, I'm happy with it. I, I'm, I'm glad. I mean, I, as a Canadian comedian, I'm so far outside of show business. But like I'm just on the periphery of it anyway. Perfect. So the idea of selling one stadium, let alone a billion dollars worth of tickets, is so foreign to me. Yeah. Like you could be the most famous person in Canada and there aren't enough people in Canada <laughs> to sell as many tickets as she sells in California. Dude, that's so crazy. it's like 
it's fair. Yeah. Right. But so more power to them. Go Swifties, go. Right. I don't know. Right. It gets, right. It, it, it's confusing the NFL. That's what I like. That so. is. It's really <laughs> what to do. The, the NFL's on its back foot already because they're just getting over. Do we kneel? Do we like, do we, you know, am I racist? Am I not? And then they're just like, what the yeah. fuck is this? Like, you're going to thrust. <laughs> and we've got new people showing up to parties. Like, yeah, it's, it's. It's a Imagine weird. if she starts kneeling whenever she comes to visit and just to fuck with everyone. So she just comes out. He's just standing on the sideline. She just comes over, just kneels, and was like, "What do we? What do we do? What do we do? What do we do?" She's a blonde white lady. I don't know what to do. <laughs> uh, okay. Her, right, and Kaepernick, her and Kaepernick are just having sandwiches at a bus stop somewhere in three years. Bus <laughs> stop. Sorry. It's okay. I just got that image. Yeah. They're both like, "What do we do wrong?" Well, we had a conspiracy theory last episode that she's the reincarnation of the high priestess of the Church of Satan. Oh, yeah. She died the same year, 1989. Yeah. yeah. See, that would get that would get me on board. Me too. I'd be like, when are the same, right? I was like, when are the sacrifices, Taylor? When are the sacrifices? (laughs) Um, I will do our legendary uh, legendary. Our legendary um, Friday show intro, which I apologize in oh, advance. Yeah. You'll have to sit through. No, no. Before we get to that, um, I want to ask one more question, and, uh, and then okay. I'll just I'll interrupt you with the show intro button. So um, <laughs> the Beatles released that AI song, and I'll introduce you in a second, Simon. Uh, mm-hmm. this oh, yeah. is, this, uh, the, the Beatles did that AI song that was completed by, them, by the AI. Um, what incomplete work do you most want to see an AI finish? The Inco- Great Wall. Inco- because I think... <laughs> you said the Great Wall? Yes. Well, the Great Wall. <laughs> I just want to see it try and put it together. Just a bunch of Roombas out there shoving bricks around. Okay. This is not... That is a fantastic I, answer. I had not gone with physical space. You know what, Alan? Our answers suck. I'm pressing the button. Y'all let me in this damn house. <laughs> Should we hit record? Yeah, one, two, three. All right, you ready? I am ready. Are you recording? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> right, you want to start a show? Let's start a show. That podcast is filling your head with garbage. Don't look at me. No offense taken there. Well, it sounds like none taken. All the ways I just hang out the main To the Friday interview, oh, Thanksgiving Eve interview edition of No Take It. I had to rush it, damn it, in front of company. Fuck. <laughs> ah, that was top ten worst. I apologize. Where every week my good friend Alan brings us a list of headlines and we talk them at you. This week with special guest Simon King. <laughs> uh, was I? I got other things to say, but I don't normally have someone in front of me. Um, Alan, do I do the Friday That's- button? Do I do the Friday button here? Sure, we can do the Friday button. do the Friday button. Head on over to FungibleNuntakens.com or TrumpGags.com to join the Patreon. So, another Friday is upon us. What'll you be doing, Smithers? Something gay, no doubt. What? What? You know, light-hearted, fancy-free. Mothers, lock up your daughters. Smithers is on the town. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, sir. Exactly, sir. Uh, We are all out out of order and out of sorts, but that's fine. Um, (laughs) That's fine. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, we uh, as I said uh, very hastily, it's probably worth repeating. Go to uh, you can find the Patreon by looking for an Untaken under Patreon, but that's confusing. Just go to trumpgags.com. That's the redirect. It was only $12, and it was available. And it'll take you to our Patreon where you can sign up. Uh, shout out to the newest uh, sign-up, James. Thank you, sir. And um, Alan, I'm so ex- I've been so excited about this ever since you agreed to come on. Uh, comedian Simon King is here. We have questions to ask you. And then, if you will, we'd like to go through our uh, riffing on the headlines and have your take on a handful of news topics. Alan? What is up, that. everybody? What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Happy Friday. The weekend's here. Have a can of beer. Hope you all had a good Thanksgiving. Um, also, don't forget, support the people that support us. Oh, SlickestDigital.com for all your SEO and marketing needs. He'd be like, you had Simon King on. You had new listeners, and you didn't mention <laughs> Slickest Digital. God damn it. So, okay. Sorry. Well, we haven't really said anything that allowed you to... Uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for being here. <laughs> thank you. I got really confused as to what was going on, and I was just holding my breath in case I had to do one of those crazy long things. As well. Yeah. No, it's... <laughs> I'm just like faint and pass out and have an aneurysm, and you're like, oh, great. We killed Simon <laughs> King. Both of my fans will be heartbroken. <laughs> They'll share oh. a cab to my funeral. <laughs> That's what Fritz said. Fritz was like, you guys can't die. I can't lose a fan. I don't need this. I don't know. Do you, uh, Alan, did you have anything you wanted to say? Or can we just get into no, asking? I think we should let our guest introduce himself. Thank you. A little bit. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so Simon, <laughs> that was the first question. It's right here. You saw the sheet, Alan. So I'll do it. Fine. Simon, thank you yes. for joining us. Where are you from? I understand England and Canada, but that seems vague. Uh, tell us about yourself. <laughs> tell the listeners about yourself. Uh, I was born in... I was born. I'm just thank. I'm just thanking God you guys aren't piloting a plane right now with the amount of crossover. Well, you're supposed to pull the landing gear shift. I mean, if you don't know, well, put a checklist for a reason. Oh, oh, oh. You throttle up engine four, and then what are we going to do? Engine three's not throttle up, and you're going into a mountain. <laughs> you guys bicker like an old couple. I love it. Yes. Um, I was <laughs> I was born in England, in Sheffield, in the, in the north of England, and then I grew up, um, I moved to Canada when I was five, and I grew up on the west coast of Canada, and I've lived in Vancouver on and off, having lived in Los Angeles and London and stuff since... Uh, oh, so I've lived in Vancouver proper since 2000, I think, and I've been a comedian since then. So I started stand-up comedy, but I, w- I grew up uh, performing on stage when I was like seven. I was an actor and stuff. And then I did like a bunch of different stuff. And uh, when I was uh, 22, I found stand-up comedy and I was like, this is what I do. It seems the least amount of effort to monetize swearing and drinking. And so that's <laughs> kind of how I, <laughs> I have managed to avoid a real job uh, since. So it's been almost, it's almost 24 years now. So that's pretty cool. Wow, that's nice. nice. You're uh, in Vancouver. Yeah. It's a great city. Really nice. It's a nice one, yeah. It's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty good. It's expensive as hell. It's it's yeah. so you can know what the future. What it's like. It's like you get all the price of New York without any of the advantages <laughs> of New York. <laughs> and now yeah. we've got stabbings, so that's something. Oh. We're finally on board with that. Oh, we're finally violent. It's uh, getting close to we got Yeah, yeah. You'll get guns eventually. There. Yeah. yeah. The, the the you talk about growing up on stage like that. I guess that that must explain some of the confidence. I mean, I, most people that are comics exude some sort of confidence. I'm sure there's a lane of people that are a little insecure. But um, how how did that manifest when you were younger? Was that and I don't mean to be like woo Actor woo, studio. but like you know <laughs> what was that like. I think a lot of people, myself included, I turned to comedy as a way of, not that I'm a comic, but as a way of sort of dealing with adults 
and you know defense and things like that so like defense mechanism mm -hmm. was that something you recognized in yourself and you use in that way or yeah, hundred percent. Like my thinking was, because uh, I was, because uh, I had a, a British accent, and I didn't. My voice didn't change till I was quite a bit older. So I was like twelve or thirteen when my voice changed. So I sounded like the Queen of Tartans and walk around like this. You can imagine little chubby kids. It sounded like that. Yeah. I got the shit kicked out of me. So what I was <laughs> by, what I by Matthew Perry was Matthew Perry out there kicking by... kids' ass. Because remember, he beat up Justin <laughs> yeah. Trudeau. I just imagine his... he what? Yeah, he beat up Justin Trudeau in fifth grade. Yeah. Did he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Rest well, in peace. I don't oh, mean to, I, I, I kind of forgot he just died, but. No, I think that goes on the tombstone, doesn't yeah, it? I think <laughs> if you beat up a leader of a country. Right. Like, just imagine you had been like, look, I arm wrestled Macron and I, yeah, that would yeah. be on tombstone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're yeah. it up. Um, yeah. So I just, I just got to that point where I figured like, if I, I realized that if you make a joke before the other people do, then it depowers them. And so I kind of developed this, um, and because I had that accent and I tried to lose it, I developed a lot of vocal control so I can do a lot of impressions and voices and stuff like that. And it was just kind of a natural progression. The, my mind would go really quickly and I didn't really have any front brakes on it. It would just kind of go. <laughs> and I would just like be able to like riff and make stuff up. And then I dropped out of school when I was 16. Um, and I just kind of vacillated for a while. And then, yeah, once I found stand-up, I was just like, oh, this is, I mean, luckily I found the one one of the few jobs you don't have to have a diploma for, and, <laughs> you know, it works with the complete, but most comedians are are, are outsiders of some capacity, and, you know, it's very rare, it, it's ironic that you said some are insecure, I think most comedians are insecure to a degree, like, I'm terribly insecure and shy, and I have a hard time, even with things like this, like, this is, you guys are great, but, like, a lot of the times, like, when I have to do press and stuff, I get quite nervous and quite, because I'm like, I don't feel like I'm, you know, that imposter syndrome yeah. thing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it that doesn't like, go away. I, huh? I have a lot of that. Yeah, I have a lot of that. And it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what you accomplish. There's always this sort of feeling of, like, they're going to figure it out. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, that's why I could never be a serial killer, because the whole time I'd be like, they're going to find that's them. Why. They're going to find them. That's there's why. no way. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to look the only at the at the mine. Yeah, there's something keeping one of them. I mean, violence. Yeah. It's also physically demanding. I mean, mm. yeah, I can't even do a chin-up. I can't imagine. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. That's why that's why I get ones who take away kids because I'm like that's easier, you know what I mean. But like an adult, like imagine, imagine if your imagine if your serial killer mo was 350 pound bikers. Everyone would be like, look, I respect that dude. Yeah, like because yeah. you know, yeah. you know what I mean. You're just choking out giant bikers. You're just pulling them off their Harleys. Big old. And like, there's a serial killer. Yeah, there's never they never say that there's never a serial killer preying on giant men who are armed. <laughs> they never have that. That would be your niche, you know. I mean, I'm just saying, if anyone's listening to this, you're looking for something to do, don't do it. 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 Like I said, they'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. You uh, don't want to start a cult. Yeah. Find the, uh, the path untrodden as a serial killer. You know, it's. Exactly. You got to get your own news. niche. There's so many. You, want, you know what? These true crime podcasts are so big right now. You want to get your own podcast? Do it while you're doing it. Actually, that would be something if a serial killer did an anonymous podcast while they were doing it. <laughs> Anyway, I don't want to give people ideas. Yeah, yeah. TM trademark, trademark, trademark. That's the he says in in the black in the black background. I do look like I'm doing a video, like whistling me. Your brother will never come here again. How? So obviously, like listening to you, you're hilarious and can riff on the spot. How much do you improvise? I, I guess I have two ways I thought about asking you this. I'm sorry, Alan. I'll let you ask a question. I'm sorry. No. Uh, the, how, how, how much do you improvise your act while you're building it? And how much during, like in your most recent special, 
that's all mm-hmm. like been worked out on the road, right? Like, mm-hmm. okay, all right. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so everything I do, the way I write is I go on stage with an idea. So I'll go on the stage with like the, the concept of AI and I'll go on stage and I'll just let my brain go. When I work out local rooms, it used to be, I used to do like sort of five to seven shows a week, every week, um, a little less since the pandemic. Plus I have a kid. So I like to be home a little more. Um, but yeah, my, my, my general MO is to go on stage with an idea. And then riff that idea out until I get it to a point where it's workable. Then I put it away. Then I do that with all the different ideas I have. And then when I tour, when I do hour-long shows, I'll do material that I know that works. And then I'll put the newer stuff in the middle and slowly but sure that kind of grows from the inside out. And, uh, and then it becomes, right now, I'm in the stage where I have my new hour done, but it's not tweaked. It's just raw. It's like raw material. It's like a big piece of lumber. It, it's not a chair yet. I've still got to go through do everything. But the actual general material is there. And so I'm touring that right now. I'll be touring that until I feel like it's done. Uh, and then that's kind of, but even then, even between the first show and the second show, when we take that special, I was ripping lines on the second show. That's what we use mostly the second show that I did not have on the early show. I was just making them up as I went. And so there's a lot of that. That's, and I do this thing once, once a year or so, I'll do a completely improvised headline set. I put a couple of them online and stuff just to get my brain going. So I'll do like an hour or whatever, just off the top of my head or 45 minutes or whatever. But I also never record myself, really. I very rarely record my sets, um, which, is, of course, is not good for the Internet. Um, <laughs> but it's because I've trained myself over the years because I've been a comic for so long. When I started, the facility to record yourself the way we do now did yeah, not exist. Right, right. Um, so I just learned that, like, I remember that. I don't know how I remember them, but I just it's like the repetition of them to get in there. I have to do the bit two or three times. It's almost like I can kind of feel where the bits are instead of remembering the words. So I know where to get to. The words don't always have to be the same, but I know where I'm going most of the time. And then I know what it feels like when it works. And then I know kind of where I'm going from there. It's all very, uh, you know, sort of like crystals and shit, but it's like, it takes a lot of, it takes having a lot of faith in yourself, right? That you know, it's very instant. Yeah. Yeah. You you just kind of trust that it'll work. Yeah. Sort of problem solve on the spot. Nice. Nice. How do you feel about crowd work? Do you hate it? Um, no, I don't like, it's like, the thing is I used to, when I, when I would MC, like, so when you start out, you usually get hosting work, right? particularly in the old days. Um, and then all, I mean, doing material as a host is, you know, unless you, once you right off the top is stupid. You got to talk to them. You're a host. You yeah, got to be like, right. Hey, and it's fun. It, I like it. I like stretching out and doing it. But the problem is, um, as a headliner, I don't like to do it very much unless something specific happens. Uh, or as I'm doing sets, because you can only go as fast as the audience can go. And so you have to rely on them. And that's why a lot of crowd work I see is really, um, how can I say it, basic. Like there is a lot of tricks t- t- uh, tricks and stuff we use, um, kind of like magicians. Crowd work is where you see most of it. Um, I also noticed that like a lot of the clips you see online are heavily edited which I really don't understand that. Like if you, the whole point of crowd work or whatever is you're in the moment. If you're just going to do all that post on it, just do bits. Right. right, right. Um, so it's like, I, I would rather put out a special of like, of like actual material. I mean, I can crowd work. I do once in a while, just to, if I'm doing a corporate show, for instance, I got a corporate show coming up this weekend. I never do jokes because you have to be clean. A corporate oh, oh, you're not going to open like up with your racist and white power bit. Like you did on your last, <laughs> no. you don't do that in your corporate bits. <laughs> 
I like. I think you just got me a whole bunch of new 4chan fans when you said that. Like, this is a, it's a bunch of dudes are like, he's one of us. Like, no, and it's like, <laughs> no, but yeah, like, so it's not even it's not even the language; it's the subject matter that can be quite heavy. I'm quite dark, and so uh, when I do corporates, I'm just like, hey, what's your name, Bob? What do you do? You're an accountant. Like, oh, everyone must hate you. But yeah, Tom Papa, and you're like an hour that. Yeah, and they think you're great because then they're like, they're like, this guy riffed the whole, he made up a whole set about us. And I'm just like, just cycling in neutral. Right. And then they give you a paycheck and you go away and you find an open mic to cleanse your palate. And that's kind of how comedy works. <laughs> you're not, you're not dark at all. You just dirty pinatas. I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. But, um, oh, no, I can't imagine. <laughs> I'm so much darker on this new hour. This new hour is really. Jesus, really? I don't know. Well, I don't know what I was thinking. A buddy of mine saw it when he ran it, and he was like, "He's like, normally when comics do a special, the next one they back off a bit." He goes, "You did not." <laughs> did you? Did you feel like that crowd turned on you at all in the second half or like the 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 final third? No, like, I, no, I couldn't tell. They were laughing. It's by design. Okay, yeah. You have a very like, staccato style. Yes, I, I was going to ask. The crowd work would definitely just totally throw off the the pace of the show right yeah so what it is is like is like i engineer the set specifically to be a way where like um one of the reasons why it's difficult to work the kind of material that i like to do is because if i drop into an open mic or just do a guest spot on a show and i've got 10 minutes they have to know who i am if i'm going to work that sort of stuff because that yeah. it's too much to drop on them right like you so you so you have to give them some way in so that last hour i did like the stuff off the top for most comedians like all the race stuff and everything would be considered quite pushing it but for my audience which was mostly my audience that was not pushing it but what happens with my guys is that when i get to the heavier concept stuff i slow down specifically like that was me going quite slowly the whole special mm -hmm. um and i slow down quite specifically to give people more chance to digest the points because i know what i want to say and i know the speed i want to do it but if they can't process it if right. I, i'm asking them to do math in their head essentially right in, yeah. in a way you know yeah, and I it's too much and so uh, i i kind of slow it down and that's why if you notice that one like i kind of do all the conspiracy serious stuff and do all that stuff and then i got to the gun stuff which gets a little bit more tense they get a little more tense then i got into the euthanasia stuff the suicide stuff and everything which they still like and they laugh at, but they're listening now right. because i'm asking them to do more that's what you and then at the end you know you make a chainsaw noise or whatever right. yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah it's all designed yeah, yeah. Uh, so you have the the audience really in mind the whole time. You sound like a very uh, considerate lover, Simon. Very, uh, <laughs> really, because I'm always the one getting fucked. Anyway, <laughs> so so you talk about conspiracies just now. You talked about conspiracies in that last special. Uh, what's a conspiracy that you do believe, or that you at least want to believe? Um, oh, that I want to believe. I, I really want to believe that uh, not only are aliens here. Um, but they have been running all the major public transit in major cities for the why? last 20 or 30 why? years. Wait, like, that's that? what I want to believe. <laughs> what? Why I that? Be I want, I, well, because it would explain so much. <laughs> it makes more you sense know? that way. Yeah. It would explain that why, because they would be like, aliens would be like, you don't need light rail. You know <laughs> I mean? Like, aliens don't believe in that. Right, right. Light speed, not light rail. Yes, yeah. um, no, <laughs> I do. I do want to believe. I do want to believe some of the alien ones. I do want to believe some of those uh, because I think it would be fun. I, it's not. It can't be. Um, because if they are here and they are anything like us and everything, the whole time, it would be like us going to a zoo. Yeah. They would just yeah. be like, look at these fucking stupid monkeys. Yes, like, yes. look at them. Look at them. We're going to eat them. Like, that's, they're just waiting for us to fatten ourselves up. That's all it is. Uh, yeah, that's what I want to believe. Alan, you got one? No, you don't have to do conspiracies. We, we move on. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> do you have any stories about like uh, hecklers or like angry, angry members of the crowd you had to interact with or anything like that? 
He's smiling. <laughs> Big smile. All right. He's like, I said, twenty-four well, I, years of this. <laughs> I've been on the road. I've been on the road in 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 like Western Canada a lot of it for the last you know twenty almost twenty-four years. I've probably done about eight thousand shows, and in that time, first of all, the idea of the malicious heckler is a lot less. Uh, common than you'd think they're not really that common like the idea all these guys who are like oh heckler gets destroyed i'm like if you're having to deal with a heckler every night you're doing something wrong right i would say in my entire career i've probably had to deal with malicious hecklers maybe a couple dozen times and that's out of eight thousand shows so it's not very common i'm not talking about people who just make a noise in the back or like i'm drinking have a good time i'm talking about right. people who are there to wreck the show yeah. um i did not, however not people just think they're that, helping right like because that's what you're saying that's the yeah that's so, yeah they're just whatever i mean drunk people are part of the business i mean what is it doug stanhope said we're booze salespeople. that's our job like we're here to sell alcohol <laughs> right and 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 that's why it's like they encourage you to drink on stage and they're like you should, you should make everyone drink and i'm like everyone does and so it's like to me it's like like that is just part of the game um but there was a situation that is is the is a is a shining example of exactly what you have to deal with so in in 2010 i was doing this uh series of corporate shows shows which sucked uh in in a place called saskatoon ah, and you're saskatoon, in a hotel saskatchewan it's so saskatoon, fun to say saskatchewan. Ah. saskatoon saskatchewan three canadian and, um, hunters okay sorry <laughs> <laughs> and and i was working with my buddy a, a comedian named matt billen and we were uh, the way it worked is every friday and saturday you would each do two corporates one in the big room one in the small room but they sucked. They was just like corporate shows and we were exhausted and we weren't there weren't really any good shows to do and we were in this hotel for three weeks or four weeks at six, if you count as going back and forth. And then the, the one of the bookers calls and she goes, hey, do you want to do this bar gig on like a Wednesday? It's six hours away to the West Ooh, in a oh place geez. called Medicine Hat. And we were like, 100%. We just want <laughs> Get me out of here. Yeah. So we're, in our, we're on our way there and we get a call from these other, like the way it works with corporate seasons a lot is like you're always, like with road comics, a lot of times you cross over, you meet each other, you're in the same city. Oh, I'm playing this place, you're playing this place. And it's always fun. But we hadn't seen any other comics really in that time. And we got a call from a, a couple of friends of ours, a guy named Paul Meyerhog and, and Ryan Patterson. And they, they're like, are you guys in Saskatoon? And we're like, no, we literally are on our way to Medicine Hat. And they're like, oh, damn, I guess we'll miss you. So now we're pissed off. Yeah. We get to the venue. The venue is a place that is called Whiskey Creek or Silver Rock, I can't Whiskey Creek. And the way the room works is there's a there's two bars connected by like so there's like a bar down the middle. The the, the room is kind of like the whole thing is like a square, and then down the middle is this big bar that separates the two rooms. One side is the showroom, one side is the the pool tables and everything else. Uh -huh. And there's doors, but they are completely separate venues, but they share a bar oh. like that goes around through the wall and everything. So we get there. And the uh, the showroom is packed and insane because the top there's this layer that so there's the stage and then there's this area next to you that's almost the same height as the stage, and that entire section of about seventy people was the former owner of the bar's Christmas party, and they were out of control, fucking <laughs> hammered and yelling racist shit and terrible. And oh, wow. the rest of the bar was people who wanted to see the show. So now we're in a difficult situation because we have about 80 people who don't want to be there and are being pieces of shit and about 80 people who do. And we're desperate to do the show because we want to do it. So we're like, all right, let's give it a shot, right? So um, Matt goes up on stage and he's a seasoned, has done as much as me, a seasoned road comic. And these, there's particularly one table right next to the stage, literally to the right, this like shaved head dude and this other big dude. And they are just relentless they're just horrendous and they're not just they're not being funny they're being like mm. fuck you kick your ass like one of those guys yeah and i'm in the back getting more and more angry 
you know, back when I was in my early 30s and full of piss and vinegar, like now, <laughs> not now, I'd be just too sleepy. But right. then I was like, I was pacing. I was like, let me fucking at him. And then Matt left the stage at 30 minutes. It was supposed to be 45 each. And Matt left the stage at 30 minutes, which I have never seen him do. The, the audience was so oh, wow. bad that he was, and I felt bad for the people in the room. Because if the whole crowd's like that, it is what it is. But the people in the room that want to see the show, I was getting really upset for them, right? Because I was like, I just want to do a good show. And they were a good crowd. So then I got on stage. Now I'm in a mood. As soon as I get on stage, the bald guy next to me uh, says loud enough for me to hear and the people are in a Jewish. That's what he says when I get on stage, right? And I'm like, (laughs) so I go to war. I I shut him down and then I yell at them and I shut him down and and the audience is, it's coming along, but this guy particularly, the rest of the table, there's about, there's about, four or five guys that are still being pieces of shit. But the rest of his entire table was on board now. And then the, the audience was on board. But this guy will not shut up. And finally, for the first time in my life, I was like, I got to get off stage. I can't. At 30 minutes, roughly the same time. I was like, so I, I put the mic in the stand. I was like, I got to get I got to get out of here, guys. I can't. And, I, and the, the server came up out of nowhere. I don't know why she came up this side. But she came up like this. And she's like, hey, these people want to buy you a drink. And I thought someone was fucking with me. And I looked over. And it was those two comedian friends of ours. They were they oh, were lying. Came. They were in town. No way. They're both six foot five. Yeah, they're both six foot five, and they're both wearing all black. They look like Russian bodyguards. And in between <laughs> the two of them is Matt. Is Matt Billen hammered out of his mind? They're all drunk as shit. And there's nothing funnier than watching your friends suffer yeah. on the stage. It's yeah. the funniest. Thing. Yeah. So they're having the best time. And I was like, Oh, you're gonna embarrass me in front of my friends. So I put the mic in the stand. I said, All right, everybody, I'm going next door to finish the show. Anyone who wants to come with me is welcome to. And I marched over to the next show, and everybody. But the six dudes at that table came over and then the, the bar owner turned all the lights on. So they're just sitting apparently. And I didn't know the 45 because you can't move a whole audience into right. 10. So I did like 45 because oh Matt said, he's like, I thought you were going to fight the whole audience. I don't know what happened there. Dude. It was another side. Dude. And yeah, so those guys left and I stood, I stood on a chair next to a pool table and yelled comedy. And it was great. It was that. So that's the kind of thing you've got to do to survive. Dude, that's fantastic. Talk about that's owning great, an yeah. audience, man. It's like, hey, we're going to go to another yeah, yeah. place. And sure. Yeah. Hundred percent down. Yeah. yeah, I've done it. I've done it once since then too, in a wow. similar situation. But it's quite, it's quite because the thing is, once they follow you, you can do no wrong yep. because they just saw you pull off this Ferris Bueller fucking thing. Yes, and yeah. it really is. Right. I mean, it couldn't. You couldn't be more of a hero. Yeah. So it's like it's kind of easy. It's kind of oh, a yeah. hack, but yeah. whatever. You gotta feel great after that too. Oh, like, yeah, you gotta be just high for oh, the rest. Yeah, they right? still they still tell stories about it, but in the stories, um, <laughs> it wasn't me that did it. In the stories, it was. <laughs> <laughs> it's me getting dragged over there by the ball guy. I don't know. But, no, but that's the truth. <laughs> it was good. Yeah, and then the owner of the bar was like, "Anytime you want to do another show, I go. That's the one-off. That's never happening. <laughs> never again. Never again." Uh, well, we back to our nice small town. Corporates. Uh, Saskatoon. Yeah, this was medicine happen. Saskatoon's uh, Saskatoon's a decent size. They have a, uh, they have a CFL team. Don't they have the Rough Riders? Oh, okay. Uh, no, that's that's Regina. They oh. have the Rough Riders. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's a little south. But the Saskatoon people are big Rough Riders fans because there's nothing to do in Saskatchewan. And so... Is there oil? I love it, but if you grow up there, you believe in flat earth because that's all there is. Like, there's nothing around. There's no curves. There's no, no we went up in a balloon. Nothing. It was still flat. Like, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. High up you have to get to see Manitoba. <laughs> hey, Alan, I, I think we could probably skip a few of these. Do you want to get into the headlines? Uh, well, we have to ask the one question we ask every guest. Do you want to do that at the end? Oh, the end. Yeah, I we think it's a good end sure. end of show. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Um, you traditionally do the first headline. You you good for that? Sure. So 
this is where we just read some headlines and we kind of riff about the headline a little bit, right? So first headline, a federal appeals court ruled that the federal government can sue under a key part of the Voting Rights Act, uh, materially limiting the law. The case will likely reach the Supreme Court. So essentially what they rule is only the, the attorney general can use the Voting Rights Act. Nobody else can. So a private citizen or a group can't do that anymore. Wait, Wild shit. Mm-hmm. Wait. Well, first of all, I need to yeah. I need to address the fact that this was quite an abrupt shift. I apologize. <laughs> there, there might yeah, I been, know. But so wait, no sorry. O- only the attorney general of the federal government? Say yes. What? Only the federal government can sue. Did you freeze? There you go. Uh, I don't I think I froze. Hold on. Okay. Am I back? There I am. You are back. Can, yeah. Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, back. Sorry. <laughs> I think I froze. That was weird because for a second I was like, am I having a stroke? Like, because I was just <laughs> smell <stuck>. toast. <laughs> and I was like, but I turned my head, but I didn't turn. And I was like, what's going <laughs> on? <laughs> that The black background also didn't help, right? The floating like, head. Now I'm getting myself. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, you just—that's how much I zoned out when you started talking about the voting. Yeah. Engine. I just, I, just like, I, I willed the computer you know, to freeze. You know what's funny? That's about how much attention this is going to get by the American public. They're like Voting Rights Act. What? They're not going to get rid of this. Who the fuck cares about? That? Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's like, it's like, uh, yeah, it's tenuous at best. The uh, the political system in the United States. Yeah, <laughs> like it's great. on the yeah. head of a pen. And, yeah, and the, I mean, this is like, this is a. It's so funny how when it's one way around, activist judges are a bad idea. But when it's your guys, activist judges are great. You know what I mean? Like, it's like always weird how when it's when when whatever team you're on, when it's your team, all bets are off. That's why I say pack the courts. The second Republicans have a chance to, they're going to be like, you know what? We should pack the courts every time. Like, there's there's political tools and Democrats are afraid to use them. and Republicans don't care and they use them better. And for yeah. things that you probably yeah. don't want. There's a there's a book called The Great Suppression. I don't know if you've read it. It's about voting rights in America, and it's about uh, gerrymandering and 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 forcing people not to be able to vote and making it difficult for them to vote. And the system that particularly the right has used very effectively legal tools that they have used very effectively mm-hmm. to limit the rights because there is a war upon the idea of democracy in the states because there is a there is a group that a, a small but growing group of politically influential people who believe that not everyone should be allowed to vote yep. um and so that is a thing that's becoming so they're making it more and more difficult to vote i mean who is it i think it was ron DeSantis. somebody said that if if it wasn't for gerrymandering um, then the Republicans would never win another election, which is essentially on paper true because of the way, and, and the whole system is very messed up, like two senators for California and it has all those people, you know what I mean? Like it, it, the whole system, it, it's kind of needs a revamp, but yeah, it's, it's, it's the idea that voting is safe and will never go away is a complete fallacy. It can come, it can be taken away in the stroke of a pen. And this is why I always wonder about, you know, this is the thing is like motivating liberals and left-wing people is extremely hard we don't get together in groups you can get together right-wingers for whatever they are are very good at mobilizing yeah yeah um you know they'll get together they'll be like i like that flag and they just go and yeah. do whatever they do but left-wingers will be like well i want to march but what about the people who can't march and right. they need wheelchair accessible things and then uh, it just becomes this thing and we can't and we fight right. each right. other yeah and then it's over so yeah i, I think that's scary as all hell i yeah. mean but it's it's not surprising. No, not yeah, at all. Yeah, it's funny you talk about gerrymandering. Cause so the reason this case was brought, I think it was the NAACP and another group had sued because of gerrymandering in one of the states out, out east. Um, and so the Eighth Circuit, which is in St. Louis, Missouri, ruled that they didn't have standing. 
only the attorney general they're saying can actually sue for the Voting Rights Act. So, so it's probably going to go yeah. to the Supreme Court. This um, says, and we'll this see what says they do with key it. parts of the Voting Rights Act in the headline. Are there other aspects of the Voting Rights Act that people can sue for? Or is that unclear? I think that's unclear okay. at the moment. Uh, yeah. You don't have to go read the article again. I see you highlighting. It's fine. Um, the the well, So, okay, do you have any any intuition as to how the Supreme Court will take this? I mean, a lot of times we're like, we know exactly how they'll vote. Man, I, think it's I mean, court. it's... it's oh, so go ahead. No, I don't know. Yeah, go, go ahead. What do you think, Simon? Yeah, no, I, I was going to say, I think, I think it's one of those things where it would be very easy to write it up and be, well, um, with conservative majorities, et cetera, it would be very easy to say this won't go. But voting and, and voting rights and stuff are one of the few things where people who are traditionally conservative, socially conservative and stuff, still do tend to um, sometimes push towards more uh, equality when it comes to voting rights, et cetera, because they believe in the system that is in place. The idea that, because the thing is about voting is that voting is required to give corporations power over government. If votes don't matter and if votes can't be, if votes can't be like bought with advertising and stuff, like you lose the ability to like, so if votes don't matter, campaign contributions don't matter, which means you cannot control um, politicians and then, and that makes it much more difficult for the corporations to exert real power. Right. You remove so, that mandate that they have to work with the people that buy them, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it is a difficult thing to say. I think you're right. I think it might be on the surface. It might look like a good idea um, for people who are looking to suppress voting. Um, but on on paper, it might be like, well, hang on a second. If we do this, we actually weaken ourselves. Um, I, I'd be fascinated to read more about it. I, yeah. Thanks for telling me about that. I'm going to have a look. No, it's yeah, pretty absolutely. wild that the federal government's like, yeah, only we can sue on this. <laughs> what? That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, we can sue ourselves. Dude, oh, okay, this, good. This next story is wild. Um, I still, I feel like I don't know anything about what's going on here. Most, uh, most open AI workers threatened to join ex CEO Sam. I'm not going to read the headline. The guy, the CEO of OpenAI, was fired by the board Friday. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then, um, like over 700 employees at OpenAI said they're going to go to Microsoft where. Altman was immediately hired by Microsoft. Since then, he's supposedly in talks of offers to bring him back on and ma- and maintain those employees. If Microsoft pulls this off, they would basically have bought OpenAI for zero dollars. Well, they already owned forty nine percent of OpenAI. <laughs> yeah. um, so it's really bizarre. So the board fired him. Um, all these employees signed a letter saying that they're going to leave if they don't bring him back. Uh, Microsoft immediately hired him. Well, Microsoft initially tried to broker with the board to have him go back to OpenAI. The board said, absolutely not. So then they hired him. They gave him, they're going to make him a CEO of of that division, of the AI division at Microsoft. Um, And so now 650, I want to say, is the the most recent count, out of 770 employees Uh, at OpenAI signed that letter and said, we're getting out of here. So essentially, that company's done. If, if yeah, bring him back. It's it's over. Um, so pretty wild stuff. It's really <laughs> unclear why the board decided to do this. Even one of the guys who was part of the effort to remove Altman has signed this letter and says he's leaving. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> what is he like a GOP House member? He's like, yeah, we I, want to kick I, him out, but then I'm also <laughs> going to vote for him to stay. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's yeah. very bizarre. Yeah, wow. very bizarre. They just dropped over the weekend, okay. and yeah, it's, it's still unclear. So is happened. it like yeah. I think? Go ahead, Simon. 
I was going to say, that sounds to me very much like Microsoft said, all right, if you're not going to take him back, we're going to talk all these board members into uh, <laughs> <Yes>. jobs <laughs> yeah. when he moves and giving them a bunch of pay. Like, it just seems to me <laughs> and just, like a very, well, you're right, a very easy way to take over a yeah. company. Just for fun, we'll buy your office money. building and you can keep stay in the same <laughs> rooms. Like, you know. well, and Microsoft yeah. is already working on building their own chip um, for AI training. So they're trying to get around using NVIDIA's chips. If they can do that, that would be a huge, a huge deal. And Altman was also working on that wow. uh, separately at OpenAI. So mm. that's the whole synergy right there, man. That's this crazy. It's like Operation Paperclip app. Remember that Paperclip app? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Paperclip Operation app. Clippy. Uh, I think I have a show title. Look, looks like you're trying to create robot superheroes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Clippy. <laughs> Uh, by the like way, that's how I, I I, I want to ask you that the way I just laugh right there. That's how I laugh throughout an entire comedy show. If I'm like genuinely enjoying the show, I saw Adam Burke and he pointed at me. He's like, this energy is what I want all the time. Like, is, <laughs> is that, was he being serious or was he being sarcastic? I can't control it. And I feel like it's obnoxious. Like when you we get a big laugher. We can tell when it's when it's genuine and real, and I love a big laugher. Awesome. I absolutely one hundred percent love a big laugher. And when people can't control it, because that yeah. means I've asserted dominance. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? Yes, yeah. <laughs> I, if I was a dog, I'd be peeing right now. Yes. I am now I more am. powerful than you. You yeah. cannot stop yourself, and so I have won. Yes, nice. nice. Uh, okay, so as is tradition, we do a tournament here. Who wins, the federal government or OpenAI? Oh, wow. I think OpenAI wins. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah, because that still think, goes to the Supreme Court. That still goes to the Supreme Court. This is yeah. some rogue. I think OpenAI is a big deal. Yeah. Okay, yeah, OpenAI. For sure. Okay, because well, we don't know if he AI got fired for personal reasons or to like, you know, because they're, you know, they were concerned with safety at AI. I think if it were personal reasons, there would be some, so. some dirt out there okay. already. Right. Yeah, I mean, and he's always been on the safety yeah. side of AI. So I know. I, it doesn't well, make he any sort of sense, straddled so. it, but yeah. Yeah. All right, we got to go on. All right. Uh, Secretary Lloyd Austin went to Ukraine, um, announced to support another hundred million dollars in military aid, including another HIMARS, bunch of artillery and stuff like that. Did they lose a HIMARS? Um, or are we giving them an extra one? We're giving them an extra okay. one. Um, so this, as a, a lot of people in the House and even some in the Senate are kind of getting a little cold towards Ukraine and thinking about maybe not supporting them as much as we have. Are they using um, that presidential drawdown authority where they like reallocate budget corrections or something like that to get yes. th this didn't have to go through the house. Okay. Right. Um, yeah. Do you see Germany is um, going to give them 1.4 billion? I did see that. Yeah. yeah. So right, as of right now, the U S has given them $44 billion. I want to say in aid and the EU or European countries have given them, I think 35 billion. So. And that number, it could be any number. Like I swear I've heard sure. a different number yeah. every time. If you told me it was 780 billion, I'd be like, yeah, that sounds yeah, right. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. It, it does seem, I think those numbers kind of uh, every time I hear them, they always you do the math really quickly and you go because the number is so big that your brain eventually and also then they come down to this isn't a lot of this isn't just cash. People look at it and go, how come they gave them 100 billion? Well, it's not right. cash, dude. It's like it's a it's mostly equipment allocation and, yes. and it's all this other stuff. And so when they say 100 billion dollars, they go the worth of the equipment because I remember when Hawaii was on fire, which was terribly tragic. Yeah. Um, they were like, "How come we're giving money to the Ukraine?" And what? Well, we're not. I mean, the Hawaiians can't use missiles. They're not. They don't <laughs> right, do right. Yeah. This is what, true. The, the I mean, money did, is how much we're going to pay Raytheon to make more yeah. that we just gave from our stockpiles. Right. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. the valuation. Ah, yeah. Like that's exactly right. So yeah. what it is is it's 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 always good for business 
business to have a proxy war. And it's always when you can't have an actual hot war, have a proxy war, right? right? Everyone gets invited. It's a good time. If you're lucky, you'll end up like Vietnam or Afghanistan. It'll go on for (laughs) decades. Everyone will make a bunch of money. uh, Multi-generational wealth. That's all you want. All you want is that when your dad was a senator, he started the Vietnam War. <laughs> He's like, let's talk in this shit. And then by the time you're a senator, you're in Afghanistan. You know what I mean? Like You've done that too. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. That's all you care yeah. about, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I absolutely think that it's a lot. It's so much of this horseshit insider. Like, I mean, there's absolutely no reason for the United States to have the military budget it does at this point, because all that is, is it's going directly into the pockets of Raytheon and Lockheed Martin and the people who provide these things. And then, I mean, obviously there's wages and all that other shit, but like hundreds of hundreds and hundreds of billions of dollars. So when you talk about supplying a hundred billion dollars worth of aid to Ukraine, motherfucker, they go through that on a month. The Pentagon <laughs> doesn't even know where that kind of money is. No. It's yeah. on the couch. They don't know. Yeah. They have no idea. Yeah. The military industrial complex always wins. Yeah. Every time. Yep. It always time. does. It always yep. does. There's always, always money for war. Not when you come home from war, but there's yeah. always money no, for yeah. war. Nope. I, you work, know? I work at VA hospitals all the time, and every time I'm like, this is it's just it's embarrassing. And yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. It's terrifying. And, and yeah. Well, let's along the same lines. Hamas, along with signals from the U.S. and Qatari mediators, said that uh, – a truce agreement with Israel is close as fighting in Gaza continues. As of the time of this recording, they did make a deal that was announced. At least Israel agreed to a deal that would free three Palestinian prisoners for every one hostage. Um, I can't help but imagine that if Biden negotiated that deal, Trump would come out talking about how bad that is. Uh, <laughs> it just, there's, I, I'm just working on that joke. But uh, yeah, that's <laughs> the worst. Deal. I would have done. I would have got all the hummus. Yeah. I would have got oh. all the hummus. It would have come all up for me. They would have been like, that's the greatest hummus ever. I would have done that. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about, you psycho? <laughs> so uh, th- this is good, right? This is, and this, co- this Progress. Must mean that yeah. there's like a five day ceasefire. Is that coming up too then? Is that, I mean, yes. Yeah. Go ahead. Any anytime you're not bombing hospitals, I'm yeah, a fan. Um, yeah. So I just think that it's like, it's so funny because like I'm I'm hardly a person of note, but I do get asked to uh, state my position on it. And I'm like, look, oh, yeah, we forgot to start the I, interview I with you. Do you condemn Hamas. I'm sorry. <laughs> do you con- condemn Taylor Swift? Yeah. I do. In all terms, I condemn Taylor Swift. <laughs> Swifties are the name of the missiles we use. Um, yeah. so- <laughs> Hypersonic. Hypersonic Swifty missiles. <laughs> The kids are too fast. Just every time you get, you don't die, but you just feel sad about your ex-boyfriend. Um, <laughs> I could literally we're just die. moping around. Yeah. Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. I just feel sad. I'm just gonna half drink this cappuccino and walk away. <laughs> I think we're. I think we're good there. I think we're good there. There isn't. There's. There's plenty to overturn on this subject, but I, it's not. There's not a lack of discussion on it. People no, I think it's care. a good thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So they're talking about maybe yeah, fifty they... hostages released okay. on from the Hamas side, and maybe three hundred from Israel side, or something like that. There's, and then a ceasefire. There can't be many more than fifty left alive, right? Like, are they still doing proof of life? I mean, when you destroy that much of Gaza, like, they, there's got to be consequences. I don't mean to fucking bring up a dead dog record here or something but like <laughs> yeah that yeah there's that's got to be most of them okay who yeah, we, who wins alan um ukraine or hamas i think that's a bigger deal the i think the hostages one is so a do bigger I. pivot okay so do i uh, yeah yeah hostages okay alan your turn 
a Colorado judge ruled that Trump can remain on the state's primary ballot, deciding now this is legal precedence, right? So now it's like, yeah, if this ever comes up, we don't really have to try it out again. It's Mm -hmm. been decided that, okay. It was interesting because the judge agreed that Trump caused the insurrection. He just said, yeah, he caused the insurrection, but the third article of, you know, doesn't state it doesn't include the president as part of the offices that you would be banned that from. argument one that he's not an officer. Yes. So here's the that reason was the why. dumbest argument. That was the one that was easiest to dismiss. Of course, they're not so going to the reason why was a previous version of the 14th Amendment included. It actually a list listed of officers the, and it's included, included the vice president, and the president. They amended it. They amended the amendment to not include that. And so what was the, the context said, when they did that, though? I don't I don't okay. know. But yeah, so that's what I'm, I'm willing to bet. I'm willing to bet it was it was during one of the administrations where they were planning on going to war and not going yeah. to jail. For yeah, it. probably. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's probably Dick Cheney's like, yeah. like moves this. Yeah, we can't have the unitary executive theory with this shit lying around. Yeah. Like we yeah. can't have that on paper. Call in, Ron. We need a shredder. Out. It's the same reason I, I, we're not part of the I, International I, Criminal Court, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. I love how, like, you can have a president of the United States, uh, like, basically get out there and be like, I'm just saying, overthrow this shit. And then everyone's like, I don't think <laughs> that's, that's not, bad. That's not how is that bad? And yet Obama wears a tan suit. And look, I'm not an Obama fan, but right. the guy literally wore a tan suit. And everyone's like, it's a disgrace to the office. I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry. I know what's a disgrace to the office. And it's uh, like having people pepper spray and, and beat yeah. up with everything when you're walking because you're beat so unpopular. Beating but it's a one cop of those things with where an American like, flag. So polarized. Hmm? Sorry, beating a cop with an American flag. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, being a cop with an American flag. Well, that's the thing. It's like it's all like it's all like uh, we're all on the side of the cops until the cops start actually doing the job yeah. they're hired to do. Yeah. And they're like, you can't just come in here and take shit. And then they're like, I'm going to jail because I gave, I, I stood up for my freedom. No, 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 no. You can't you can't post videos of people looting stores in San Francisco and say that's bad and then say that the January 6th isn't bad. You know what I mean? Like the, this double standard, the hypocrisy is what actually drives me the most insane. It's one of the reasons I backed down my news consumption because I was getting so, I was just mm-hmm. sitting there like pulling my hair out getting like, what the fuck? It's so obvious. And yet somehow this all gets forgotten. Like a week later, it's like, I'm sorry. Like, like it, it, the government was like the actual seat of government was attacked by citizens that were inspired to attack that seat by a sitting at the time politician that happened to hold the highest office in the land. There needs to be repercussions for those people. And yet there's all this legal loopholing and jumping around. If the Democrats had a fucking set of balls amongst them, they would have done something about this. But they don't because it doesn't serve them to do this. They want to keep all this stuff, political theater going because it's it's the, the the news corporations love and everything and the more you can just muddy the waters the more this stuff people get bored they don't want to care they won't listen about it anymore black friday sales yeah. are coming up who gives a shit yeah. you know what i mean yeah. and yeah. so this shit happens yep yeah it's infuriating it, it really is I, do, do you get that sort of clarity looking at this from living in canada i'm not going to sit here and take this from somebody in vancouver <laughs> I think that, yeah. So I think that like, because of Canada's relationship with the United States, um, your culture, I mean, it's, it's the biggest gorilla in the room, right? Uh Like, so we have to be very aware of what's going on down there because you're our largest trading partner. We're the neighbor cooking that you're like, I have to know what he's fucking doing over there. Yeah, exactly. Like we've got to pay attention because your party might come over our borders. And like during COVID was interesting because um, Canada was like, it went full on, like shut it down, shut the fucking thing down. And then America was like, eh, some of us don't care. And then, we were like we actually have to the idea that canada shut its border with the united states is insane to me 
the, yeah. these are the two one of like this relationship with the largest unprotected border in the world land border in the world and we've had this relationship where we trade more and we connect and and we've slowly but surely the relationship between Canada and America has become more and more acrimonious and a lot of it has to do with what the fuck is going on down there and it's and we feel Ac a lot of us feel very is bad, bad. acrimonious is bad acrimonious Acrimonious is bad. Okay, yeah, it's, so uh, bad. It's, it's 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 my magic word for uh, elixir. Acrimonious. <laughs> yes. So you guys and feel you just feel people divorced. <laughs> that was a bad time. That's my spell. Acrimonious. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like you anymore. I'm taking the dog. I'm taking the dog. <laughs> it is a legal word, isn't it? <laughs> it definitely is. Uh, yeah. I did. You were saying you feel bad. Is that what you said? Like people in Canada. Feel yeah, bad? I think yeah. I think it's terrible. I mean, I think it's. It's it's so sad because I also know it's not the majority of Americans. Yeah. I also know it's not the majority of Americans. It it's is not even a the majority small, of Republicans. extremely vocal group. It's it's not, but it's, it, but 20, it's, it's extremely it's vocal. Half of the country votes. Half of those mm -hmm. people vote for Republicans, and about half of those people only vote for Trump yeah. because he's the Republican, leaving the rest as the hardcore Trump people, anyways. So it's like an yeah. eighth of the country. Did I do that right? Is Alan is that an eighth? That sounds that, about right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Right. But it's also the entire population of Canada. I mean, we have, <laughs> yes, we right. have, yeah. you guys, I mean, if you think about it, 35 million people, 36 million people, which is about what it probably is yeah. Yeah. for us, that's our population. You're right. And so the idea, and don't forget, most of us live really close to the border. Like we're yeah, right about, here. About a hundred so whatever the, the border. Goes, yeah. I believe it's very close. And so, and so just suppose someone decides just randomly to start a war or decide to do whatever we get it in the teeth as well. So we are concerned, yeah. but to see relationship, the, the political relationship and the diplomatic relationship between the United States and Canada get to the point it has got to is really sad because I, I grew up around here and I remember we just used to go across the border like it's the middle of the night we'd just be like let's go get some yeah. fried pies from yeah. <laughs> right no, I used to live in Detroit and I'd head, head on over to Windsor yeah yeah, it's just it's just another it just it was just another place to go and hang out. Yeah, and to, then I understand because to... um, there was that thing that happened in two thousand one. I can't remember what it was. Anyway, I, there was a thing, <laughs> and so I get that that makes me... <laughs> that thing. I will say yeah. <laughs> oh, that thing. I don't know what it was. <laughs> anyway, um, I, but I remember that. Um, like after that, things got a little bit more tense, obviously. But I lived in the United States in like oh seven, oh eight, oh nine, um, and even then, even with the financial crisis and everything, even with when Obama got elected, there was this knee jerk reaction and everything. Even then, it wasn't anything like what has happened now. No, it's, the culture this wars started is just wild. with the Tea Party and and the the conservatives, the people that are Republicans now, that are actually the old school Republicans, um, are getting few and far between. I mean, just look at elected officials. There's so many of them are so far right; they're indistinguishable from from you know the Tea Party MAGA people. So even if they don't declare themselves to be that, they are that because they go where the money is and they vote. And, and because that small group of people does vote, you know, the, but I think that power is waning. Because I, I think, think so, too. Trump's I try to tell Alan every week, I think we're at peak culture war right now. I think this looks bad. Yeah, I think this like people are saturated with this shit. Like you can't put more into the sponge. It's overflowing. Mm -hmm. Like, is that along yeah. the lines of what you're saying or no? Yeah, this I think this was a very necessary thing, because I remember when Obama got elected, a lot of people in the United States pretended like, oh, we're good now. Racism's right. gone. Everything's yeah. fine. Yep. I'm like, no, 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 no. And so there was this ability to pretend for a long time like things were fine. And then what happens is this ugliness didn't come out overnight. These right. people have been around for generations and and the ability to weaponize people's a stupidity, b hatred and c frustration is not difficult to do. If you find a demagogue who's out there willing to just say none of it's your fault, 
Everything's their fault. Mm -hmm. I'm going to fix it. He stands for everything they don't like. He's a billionaire. He's not one of that. It's a, he calls people in Hollywood a Hollywood talk, elite. Oh, I thought if, he, if he is actually a billionaire, yeah. but I don't think he is. I thought you were anyway. talking about Bernie. Okay. Yeah. I'm listening now. <laughs> I love Bernie. I do love Bernie. <laughs> I used to have a joke about Bernie Sanders doing uh, Back to the Future. Oh, like I, if this gets to 88 miles an hour, you will go back in time to a time when American workers were paid a decent living wage. This, just everything about the movie. Did this come everything from, in the movie? Did this come from a Doc Brown impression that ended up sounding more like Bernie or like what's the origin? No, it, it just it just came from my idea of him like being every time in every move because I love Bernie, but he constantly just is on the same message every time. It's it's financial or it's like this, and so it was like I love the idea of Marty being like. Doc. And he'd be like, you don't have access to a doctor because, like, he can't do anything in the movie. You know what I mean? Yes, like, he just right. can't, yeah. like, he tries to reason with the Libyan terrorists. You know what I mean? Like, they tell him, he's like, you are angry because you don't have access to appropriate food and medical care. And they're like, rat a tat a I just like the idea of that. I like the idea of just replacing Doc Brown with Bernie and keeping the rest of the movie the same. Uh, I, love, I love, love the idea it. of that. I love, love it. it. I, I can't talk about Back to the Future without pointing out when he came back from the past, there were two Martys in that scene and he stayed there and I don't know what he did with mm -hmm. that other Marty. And it's just, nobody's ever answered that, but... It's a conundrum, Dustin. It is a conundrum, okay. Where did the, where did the other Marty go? Yeah. There must be, a, there's probably a whole Reddit fucking oh, sure. hole sure you is. can go down. There's a whole Reddit everything. You know what it is? Yeah. I just don't want to read it, so I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> Alan, do you want to do this last headline? Are you uh, good on time, by the way? Oh, yeah. I'm okay. fine. I got All nowhere right. to be. Okay, great. Uh, kids, kids smoking cigarettes. He's fine. <laughs> yeah, oh, excellent. Nice. Excellent. That keeps him busy. Yeah, he's got, <laughs> he's got his barbed wire to play with. He's good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Apple said it will remove the green text yeah. when you text an iPhone from an Android. Oh. So we Android wins, man. Yeah. We, we won. So we did. We got the USB-C. He says, got... wait, hold on, Simon, air brakes. He, <laughs> he thought he could slide a one in there. He says one instead of one. I don't know what you mean. I do know what you mean, actually. Every once in a while, he says it the right way, too. But uh, Simon, how do you say W-O-N? W-O-N? One. Yeah, of course. It's, it rhymes yeah, with, yeah, it sounds one. like the number one. Okay, he says one. Anyways. Uh, app, uh, yes, Android, Android. It's weird. It's uh, Okay. <laughs> Um, Android one, the, <laughs> you know, this was an argument that nobody ever wanted to ever hear me say, but I was always like, at any point, Apple could get rid of this whole blue text, green text thing and get rid of all this shaming that they like, that people like to cast on it. It's all because of the infrastructure of iMessage. And mm -hmm. they thought that iMessage was going to win out, even though they kept it proprietary. And then finally they're like, fine, yeah. we already have USB-C. I guess we'll change it to green text. Though we'll keep it blue though. I bet you they keep it blue. They just it's going to be all blue. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter. Yeah. 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 It's going to be all blue. So, so I don't understand how the superhuman Android one, who <laughs> the Mexican robot, who takes over. I don't understand how he fits into this. Does he just come to your house then and tell you the messages? Yes. Yep. Android yeah. one. Yes. <laughs> and he brings it's you. George Lopez. Yes. He comes to your house and he reads your text messages. To and, you. and he brings you dongles <laughs> so that you can transfer your cable over to the new cable. Is that a dongle? Am I using dongle appropriately? Android. Unleash Android one. Right <laughs> <laughs> down Android Walking down the street. <laughs> <laughs> the newest AI from Microsoft. Yes. A Android what? AI. 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 All right. Um, okay, Alan, who who wins this one? Uh, the Trump wins or Apple? 
I don't. Ah. Can we say Apple wins? I'm tired of Trump. Yeah, winning. I don't want right. to. Yeah. He, you know, when's the last time he won? Actually, you got to throw him a bone. I mean, when was the last election he won? Really? Well, like, technically, he's never won. That's what election. I'm saying. Yes. Okay. You yeah. The popular vote. So. Yeah, that's something people like to hang yeah, their hat on, even though he was president for four years. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> he won the electoral college. So you're, now you're saying it on purpose. I can hear you saying "won." Putting extra syllables on. Okay, I gave you a couple of in other news headlines. Do you want to do? Uh, we need to do one of them. One. Well, the first one we already oh, talked about. Perfect. That's the voting rights one. All right. So the second one is about the guys yeah. from Backpage. Um, so Backpage, the monumental free speech case, the media ignored. So there was a whole thing where they were allowing uh sex workers to advertise on their site and well, they congress... weren't they weren't making them not do it right right they weren't policing it um and so congress got the panties in a bunch and said that they oh. were part of sex trafficking and they had to take the site down and then uh they decided that that was going to be a crime one of the guys killed himself the other guy's facing something like 20 years in jail guy was in his 70s and killed himself the other guy yeah. these guys have been reporters since like 1972 they're not right. like these wow. yeah they're they're they they ran um not underground what do you call it just alt alt reporting outlets you alt know, news like, services yeah, yeah alt news like, services yeah. yeah um so you know like your non you know new york times or whatever papers uh mm-hmm. they they've been journalists their whole career and they opened backpage and a section of it was used for what they're talking about. Yeah. But like, I just, this, none of this should have happened. Like this, it, it shouldn't be illegal for consensual mm-hmm. adults, like to nope. agree to something and money exchanges hands like where, or like where you move your money to another bank account, whether it's foreign or not, shouldn't matter either. Advertising consensual services should not have been illegal. Like the publishers well, also, yeah. Also, even law enforcement said that they had an easier time finding sex traffickers yeah. because Backpage cooperated with them. The FBI said we, it was easier when they That wasn't even one up. of the initial like, charges. Was, yeah, that's right. one of the things people talk about. Yeah. It was like child sex trafficking. And there, and yeah. like that did get charged later after like Kamala Harris was a senator and kept talking yeah. about it in the Senate. She's, by the way, she's yeah. the one that took made the charges uh initially by the way yeah imagine be going against the vice president like oh no she's not in charge <laughs> yeah, anymore. Yeah. but like yeah and it's just none of this should have ever happened like none of this should have been a law to be charged with yeah 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 but um but it the, the idea that america has this weird puritanical bent to it where it's <laughs> like a country where you can use sex to sell hamburgers but heaven help if two <laughs> consenting adults want to actually do the thing right, right. I and mean, go on instagram there's a lot worse shit on instagram on, oh, on yeah. i mean look there's so many sites out there that are and i mean i mean so what do you do at this point so you're saying basically these guys who operated this this paper this magazine this whatever that that did a bunch of other things happen to have this one section that did this um there's an entire section of america called nevada that does this and i don't know why <laughs> you know what i mean yeah like i don't what i don't understand is like so if you if you were to try the case this would never be a case if this was a nevada state issue no. so what i don't understand is and this is the same thing and it goes with drug laws and everything else this mm-hmm. is a way to exert control and to produce theater to make people think you are doing things that are good 100%. Yep. in the meantime Children are starving to death, you know, two miles outside of Chicago, because even in the richest country in the history of the world, they can't feed their own fucking people. And yet this is what they're spending the money and time on. I mean, it's like to me, it's like if these guys are legitimately helping find people who are doing horrendous stuff. Yes. 
that that's good. They should be allowed to help find it. The other look, the other uh, like prostitution has existed as long as people have existed. It's not going to go away because you put these guys in prison. What's going to happen is it's going to go more underground, as it always does. My parents um, toured Europe in the 70s in a band and they were like they used to live in like Italy and stuff. And they lived right above a brothel and the cops would come across in their lunchtime, do their business and go back over. And it was all co-aesthetic. The girls were taken care of. They were not beaten up or pushed around. There were no pimps to deal with. It was a much safer and better for everybody. And, uh, you know, you could tax them. I mean, right. you know, if, if you really want, you know, if, if I don't understand other than the appeal to uh, this weird puritanical religious base, this idea. America is a shockingly and often disturbingly religious country. I mean, you think about like the level of fundamentalism and fanaticism of religion i mean you talk about people talk about countries like iran and stuff i mean it's not far off in some places in the united states and this is what you're dealing with is this population of people who believe for whatever reason that i mean i just have a bit right now that's out about how it's basically about how only fans people who look down on only fans models are hypocritical because it's like well what do you work at a mill or something you're selling your body too yeah. and the whole mm -hmm. point is talking about how they're selling their bodies too and it's just the work they're doing and one guy's like at the, the amount of negative stuff i've got from these incel 4chan dudes is like <laughs> remarkable because they they don't want to admit that it's right that they are selling their bodies too but they're not even making as much money and they're not their own boss right. and then it always the argument always comes down to well if you want to burn in hell or if you want it, it's always that yeah, there's it's some morality that. yeah right Mm -hmm. yeah it, you can yeah. just it's not this, partake in it special. like you can you can keep like yes exactly <clears throat> it's we, funny, all, we yeah. know that all prohibition does is create black markets yes and yeah. makes everybody yeah. less safe it makes it less safe for sex workers it makes it yeah. less safe for people who want that service like it's yeah it's fucking stupid are you talking about like, you know what else prohibition does prohibition makes a lot of people very rich yeah right true. it does that as well true. and so there are and it gives uh, exerts a lot of control and allows people to use leverage points and so i mean it is one of these things where there's a lot more going on than they don't really give a fuck about those no, laws. they don't no. care about that yeah. they don't care about the girls they never cared about that shit they care about like i said the leverage they can exert the political theater the ability to you know if if you really wanted to go after traffickers and stuff, there's a bunch of other things right. you could do to go right. after traffickers. This is not one of them. No. Did so, you ever see the movie you know. Molly's Game? No. So it was, uh, it's not Aronofsky. It might've been Aronofsky. Um, it's, uh, it's about a woman who has an underground poker tournament or pro she has a poker table going and somebody feels like they got slighted. So they turn her into the feds and the feds ruin her life. And then at one point decide, They've done enough. They can stop now. They'll drop the case. And I guess I spoiled it, but like yeah. the, the, yeah. the theme of this movie is the government can, and I'm not meaning to come across it like, because I, I used to have a more of a libertarian phase. I had a lot of phases. Um, now I've settled strictly <laughs> yes, independent. Uh, and uh, you know, we don't know each other from Adam. I don't, I don't, this, this is not one data point to describe me. However, yeah. I do believe that the government, if they want to, can just completely ruin your life to make an example out of you for everyone else. Yeah, and 100%. And then once you're no longer useful, they can either stop or just put you in a cell somewhere. And, and look at have... George Carlin. Yeah. 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 Look at George Carlin. They yeah. they tried to bankrupt him numerous times they did. The the IRS went after him forever. He was I believe on Nixon's enemies list. Like they decided that he was a problem for them. And and they basically pushed and pushed and pushed. The same thing happened to Lenny Bruce. They pushed and, pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed. If you dissent enough, 
Um, I'm surprised Dick Gregory lived as long as he did because no I shit. honestly thought he would have been gone. Yeah, right. I mean, and, fucking. And so, first of all, he showed the Zapruder film, right? Wasn't oh that right, him? yeah. And it's right. like he. The thing is with that too is like I I think and just to get a tiny bit off topic, I think with co- comedians these days. Anytime a comedian complains about being canceled, I think it's fucking hilarious because I'm like, you know what gets you canceled when the cops are there when you come off stage right. because you said <laughs> yeah. because you were indecent, you yeah, know what right. I mean? And yeah. so the idea that like, but anytime you stick your head up above the crowd uh, and you do something, um, Glenn Grunwald's book about Edward Stone was really interesting, um, and and it talked about how this guy realized what he was doing. He knew when he mm-hmm. did what he did, that his life was over. He knew he could no longer be an American. He knew he could no longer be ever go back. He gave up on paper what would be a, a dream job. Whatever you think of Edward Snowden, the fact is, and same with um, Chelsea Manning, the fact mm-hmm. is these people did what they believed was right, which is supposed to be what America is. Don't forget reality and winner. because it upset Who? Don't forget reality, reality winner. My, my favorite one is reality winner. Reality winner. Real name. Real name of a woman who sneaked an NSA document out showing that the voting machines in 2016 could have been breached. And they put her in prison for four or five years. Yeah, Yeah, of course. And that's it. Her real name is Reality Winner. Please don't. That's her real name. Don't let me derail you. Real name. Yeah. Yeah. She she gave it to The Intercept, I think. Right. Yeah. But that to me is like the fact that you. I mean, I'm a very, I'm a very liberal dude, but I'm also not stupidly, I'm, I'm not fanatical about anything. Right. Like I, I really am open to conversations Likewise. regarding these things, but generally, uh, I mean, I know Democrats, Republicans, whoever's in power, they're not there because they want to do good things. They're there because they want to be in power. Right. The majority of the time is they do the things they do to appeal to their race. I don't think necessarily most corporations are inherently evil for the fuck of it they're doing it because it makes them more money so if it made it more money to be good they just do that it's not anything other than they're driven by the forces that feed their greed and it's the same thing with politicians and it's the same thing with enforcing laws and it's the same thing with doing these things if you blow the lid off a war that's not supposed to be happening if you blow the lid off um you know surveillance if you do things that rock their boat you're fucked that's it. It doesn't matter. And then when they're done with you, if Edward Snowden gets so much as like within a hundred feet of Alaska, he's going to be in a pit the rest of his life. And he knows it, yeah, you know, yeah. and that's it. Yeah. People are like, it. Oh, he's a Russian citizen. It's like, you think he fucking wanted to like, no, not at all. Yeah. Yeah. Would you really do that? You're like, of all the places I think I want to go. Yeah. You want to yeah. talk about a government that surveils you. Yeah. Like, okay. wait, I don't know why he chose there. Well, he had like two options like, at the time and the other one was worse. I don't remember. But yeah. Was it like Guatemala or something? Maybe. Somewhere in like, South like, America. Yeah, I think it yeah. was. Maybe yeah. it wasn't worse. And that was his other option. Yeah. 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 He's yeah. like, do I want a tan or do I want to be They're like, uh, look, you can, you can trust as long as you don't piss us off that our security service will actually keep you safe. And he's like, yeah, that's probably more true there than Panama. Yeah. that's And also, I guess having done what he'd done, he was probably useful for the Russians in some oh, capacity. I don't, easier, I don't dismiss know. that. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. 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 This type of policy. Why not? I mean, you got to, and that, that's the dumb thing is if they had, if, if the Americans had not pushed him away, they would not have been handing over exactly. an asset to exactly. a foreign, uh, obviously not friendly power. So it is what it is. True. But I mean, you know, it, I mean, it's, there's so many books about this. There's so many, it just it's just consistent legislation for control for manipulation and for greed it's it all comes down to that it really no does matter how yep. far you follow it it just comes down to greed that's yep. all it is yep it's right? human nature right and it's the flaw in every political system it's like when we grew up in a capitalist society they were like look the ussr collapsed because you know at the end of the day human nature is greedy and it doesn't work under that system okay 
What yep. about this? Oh, that's not greedy. That's a different thing. It's like, okay. yeah, yeah, we're fine. We're yeah, fine. Yeah, we're yeah. fine. No, no problem at all. But you got to have a bigger pool than your neighbor. Otherwise, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, exactly, exactly. Okay. What you what you said earlier about being open to conversation. Uh, that's perfect for our show, man. We, that's what we're all about. Dustin yeah. and I definitely don't agree on everything politically, but we're open to having the conversation and doing it in a civil way. Yeah. And we've been friends for 20 years doing that. And we've always um, like, you, yeah. you have a yeah. bit, and I hate to keep referencing your last special. I swear I've seen more of your comedy than that. But you have a thing where you talk about um, ideas changing over time and having the ability to do that. And I mean, that's yes. like, that connects with me. That's our huge, I mean, I it. Mm, Alan, do I bring it up? When, when I worked <laughs> sure. in Burbank, I legitimately was... <laughs> convinced i was younger too and i'm not proud of this but i say this because of the context of having the ability to change when i worked in burbank california i had a dislike for armenian people that was completely racist and i will fucking say that because i wish i could see mm -hmm. my old self and beat him the way that i do mentally in my head for that uh, now yeah if if i never had the chance to change i like that's horrible like yeah i don't know I was yeah, no, but that. that's the thing. Like the idea that like you can't because in comedy we deal with this because I've been around for a long time. So some of the stuff, some of the words I used in my act mm -hmm. 10, 15 years ago are no longer appropriate. Now, you could look at that and you could be like, uh, well, you could try and cancel someone for something that happened 15, 20 years ago. Or you could be like, this person has clearly made the choice to adapt and grow. Right. And the idea that conversations somehow got off the table and started turning into shouting matches is where we really kind of went wrong. Because when you have, I believe in the class sense of an argument in sense of like i want to learn something and hopefully impart something in this exchange of ideas we don't have to agree but we have to agree to communicate and the fact that right now what's going on in the united states particularly and it's it is very much by design um, matt taibbi has a book called hate inc which yeah. really talks yep. about the, the the media's manipulation of this and turning into almost like sports rivalry yeah. um people People are very easy to manipulate. They're not hard. I actually have a bit in one of my specials where I, I point that out right off the top. I come out and I yell about, before they even know who I am, I yell about how the sun's a piece of shit. We have to destroy the sun. Yeah. And I get them going and I go, who's with me? Destroy the sun. And they go, yeah. And I go, well, you're stupid. We need the sun. We need the sun to live. And that's how Fox News works. And right there, everyone's like, shit. And it takes, I call it Hitlering a room. It doesn't take long to Hitler a room. It doesn't. It really doesn't. You can make a, yeah. you can make a man about anything. You can make, because people want people have emotions that they're not allowed to express because they're in a system that right now particularly in the united states and canada and western countries capitalist system late stage capitalism is extremely frustrating and desperate for the majority of people middle class is disappearing and people realize that there's less and less hope every day and people are falling apart i mean and and so they have this rage and this anger and frustration and all you have to do is light a fucking match yeah. and that's what they do and it works so well and that's why but but you can unlight that match with a lot of people they just don't know i never try and reach the people who are too far away from me sure. i'll never get it right and the ones that are already close to me i don't need to worry about but when i tour and when i go to a lot of places like that would be considered quite conservative i don't change my fucking act i have this bit right now that i've been doing in the oil fields in alberta about putting a plastic bag over an oil executive's head so he realizes air matters like that's how you <laughs> fix the environment and, and they lose their shit. They yeah. love it because yeah. they're like, yeah, they also know. So it's like, all you got to do is, and that's why humor is a great delivery system for that message because, because they can laugh, which disarms them. But then you're giving them a point where you go, see, we are not far apart. We're actually very close together on the majority of things, but you've been told you hate me. And because you're too busy trying to survive to deal with that message you're getting, you just take that message right. and go because you're everyone else does it. So you're like, I want to be on a team because right. I'm lonely and scared. Mm -hmm. And that's all it is. And that and it doesn't take much to do it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Scared or not, like you're going to have to go work with your coworkers and chances are over time you're going to, yeah. Yeah. Um, Unless they're Armenian, right? Right. Anyway. Yeah, of course. Yeah. No, no. Now I hate Azerbaijanis. It's totally easy. It's different. Now. Yeah. Oh, I like how you're narrowing it yeah, down. Yeah. So you're less likely to run into yeah. people. You know who I hate? You know who I hate? The Inuit. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even see them up what? there, do you? Yeah, you know, you're just slowly getting it down. <laughs> just down to like two people. Like, he's really racist against two people. I well, don't know those, why, those, but he is. The uh, what's that island that hasn't seen man? Uh, oh, modern uh, man. Good grief. Sin- oh, oh, Sentinel, like Sentinel Island. Yeah, yes, Sentinelese. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I hate the Sentinelese. I feel comfortable <laughs> saying that. Yeah, <laughs> fuck the Sentinelese. Yeah. yeah, and then just fuck out of nowhere. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> they, they reconstructed so that they drone. Have, this is the one podcast they watch (laughs) one of the missionaries left it when they tried to convert him and they finished eating him and they were like what's this thing and they're like oh my god i love this podcast and then they're like what and you just lose like 400 listeners (laughs) our our patreons disappeared what happened Uh, (laughs) uh, that was a good pull i'm high that was um do you want to do you want to have alan have you been watching anything this week you want to talk about your media diet oh yeah i watched this fantastic special as good (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> as good as or better on youtube simon king killing it out there you guys should Thank go check you. it out on youtube yeah you probably have you probably have you probably have yeah. if you haven't do it and if you have watch it again you know? uh let, let me give you a minute if you think of it could be a media of any form something you've read something movie you watched. Show, yeah 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 i watched book. the movie it's been on prime for a while now i think it came out last year it was about uh well, it's called the covenant it was guy Ritchie. if you told yeah. me it was a guy Ritchie movie and i didn't know if you told me afterwards i wouldn't have believed you um it just felt oh. like a very uh modern movie um storytelling wise he doesn't have weird cuts like he normally does it's about a guy who has a bond with his um translator in afghanistan he's a uh, uh he's, he's in the army <laughs> And then he comes back after we leave and then he has to, no, it's before we leave. Um, he gets sent back because he was injured. And then uh, that, that's the exact halfway point of the movie is right there. The second half of the movie yeah. is him going to try to retrieve him and give him to be a U.S. citizen as we had promised him. And I won't spoil that. Uh, Alan, did you say you'd seen that yeah. already or no? I have. It's okay. A really good. Movie. Yeah, I thought it was it's, good. I, it's, yeah, it's tough to watch in parts, but uh, it's it's a really well done movie. It was really good. and accurately depicts what the U.S. did when we pulled out of there. Yeah. And a lot of those guys uh, that we used as translators and fixers and helped our guys out, we just totally left. You know, it, it was yeah. it's, it really yeah. sucks. Shameful. It really sucks. Yeah. 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 It's it's absolutely appalling. I just because I actually just read uh, an article about that uh, not that long ago. And I was just like the depth to which the fucking backstabbing of it mm-hmm. all like these people who lost it they lost everything and, and most of them were killed yeah and i was just like oh that's great so you just use but it's just you know that's how empires work right you don't clean up the mess you make you just make the mess yeah you once you've yeah. taken what you need you go right that's can, the way it works if right? you can divide and conquer if ideally divide and conquer you know but you know if you can't yeah, ideally if you're yeah. if you're given an option yeah. you know yeah you don't want to unite and and get together with no. Ugh, no. democracy <laughs> Friendship, diplomacy, <laughs> gross. Where's the explosion? Right, I want yeah. the explosion. Come on, stuff that goes boom. Uh, it's have, like uh, Star Wars, the like the prequels. Like no one wanted to watch the scenes in the Senate. Everyone had wanted lightsabers. Like that's just right. the way humans work. Yes. Like no one yeah. wants to watch democracy or diplomacy happen. Everyone wants. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? What you been watching? So that's what we do. 
What, um, what have I been watching lately? Uh, do you stay away from cam? Uh, do you stay away from comedy while you're building your act? Like, are you afraid of things that you know are influences on you, or not? Not at this phase. No, not anymore. It's funny because I didn't really watch comedy for the first many years that I did stand up, and then I once I found that I was comfortable in who I was, yeah. Um, then I started consuming more of it. Um, there's always a risk that, especially as a, as an impressionist, there's a risk that if you do an impression too much, or if you do uh, something, you could end up subconsciously mimicking those people. So that's a thing. Um, but I, I've been able to avoid that. The, the, um, I will say the compliment so, that I had given you is that you reminded me of like Carlin mixed with. Um, um, Good God, Robin. It, but like in a way that I did, didn't feel like you were doing an impression of either of them, but just the way that you kind of go off on these rants and you kind of go into voices. Uh, it's very much uniquely you, of course. Uh, but it, you know, it reminded me of two of my favorites. So like, that's yeah. incredibly, incredibly flattering. Um, and that's, uh, if I had a goal to be going for, it would be something along those lines because I, I always wanted to be kind of like, I, I, I was always goofy, but I had things I wanted to say. And then I learned how to say the things I wanted to say. And I'm like, now I can put more of the goofy in. Right. And before you know it, you know, you got Robin Williams going, you know, the voting act is fucked. I can't handle a Robin impression. That was, that was I know, nice, right? nice. It's like, it's, it's hard to be able to talk to him whenever I want. It's yeah. difficult. <laughs> Like you're doing fine, except the Armenians. Fuck them. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Um, do you do you have anything that comes to mind? Something you've been watching, or you want to move on to our uh, game? I started reading a new book that I really like, um, and I can't remember. It's uh, is it fiction, uh, nonfiction? Short. It's nonfiction. It's called A Short History of How Humans Fucked It Up. I think it is. Okay. Oh. And it's basically. It's kind of like, you know, Sapiens, yeah. which is mm-hmm. eh, uh-huh. dry. Um, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. that, but like from a funny with a British sense of humor of like, this is where it went wrong. And it's I like really it. funny because it's anthropological study, but it's done from the point of view of like, it's historical and anthropological, but it's done from the point of view of why we make the mistakes we make yeah. and why that helps us succeed and why it helps us fail. Uh-huh. And it's, yeah, I love that kind of dark, gloomy, but kind of optimistic humor so I'm, I'm enjoying that read and i totally got the name of it wrong and no one will be able to find it and i've done the author <laughs> a terrible disservice but anyway it has a green cover okay <laughs> I, I, sounds like that would actually make a really good we'll, audio we'll book. find it like, I, we'll that would be good it. to hear yeah. i feel like yeah we'll find do it do you have a, I could like look a it up. one of your favorite comedians that maybe uh no nobody knows about that you would recommend um well i don't know if nobody knows about him, but I firmly believe um, mm-hmm. one of the the greatest, if not the greatest, stand up comic ever is a guy named Doug Stanhope. Oh yeah, and oh, uh, yeah. I believe when you were talking about Stanhope... convincing a room to Hitler, I was like, oh, beer hall puss. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Con- consistently, Doug has. Uh, I've seen Doug live many times. I've been fortunate enough to open for him. Um, cool. I I have been incredibly impressed by his abilities. His skill set is remarkable. His lack of quarter he does not give a fuck for compromise he does exactly what he wants to do he does it the way he wants to do it and if you don't like it hit the bricks and he is because of that level of freedom he is able to not only beat most of us to the punch but find jokes that most of us didn't know were there a a real short example of this is the first time i ever met him i was i opened for him and i just did this i just did a five minute set because i was just doing a guest spot and it was this little tiny club in Victoria, BC, and I was at the back of the room. And I had in my set a bit about how I, at that time I was 37, and uh, I was like, oh, my eyes have turned into black marbles. Like, no one gives a fuck about me. And I was talking about how, like, my eyes are these black rings. And set went well. Middle guy goes up, 
Doug comes out and I, I had that bit hashed out. Doug comes out and he walks out. He goes, Hey, Simon, you know how you know you're old? They only advertise from 18 to 35. You're so old, your fucking money doesn't even matter. And I just put my head on the desk. And I was like, how did I miss that? And he did that like that. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. okay, well, there you go. Back to school. So for me, um, yeah, check out Doug's stuff if you don't know Doug Stanhope. Because if, if you like my stuff, uh, Doug's like a, a thousand times better. And so, prolific. <laughs> prolific. Like, you know. Yeah. Hit, a lot out there. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Great yeah, He's incredible. He's incredible. And he, 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 he may not be with us for much longer. So catch him while you can. <laughs> yeah. yeah for sure. Because yeah. <laughs> he doesn't take care of himself no, real well. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's epic. He's epic. Yeah. yeah. What, um, one of the questions we like to ask our guests, and I feel like I'm itching for your answer to this. We like to ask, <laughs> take a breath, think about it if you have to. What's the dumbest thing you've ever done? It could this be podcast. settle for talk. And I think yeah. that <laughs> I step on so many lines. <laughs> no, uh, God, that's man. That's a big catalog. First, um, first one you can think of. The dumbest thing I've ever done. Dumbest thing I've ever done. Um, what individual, individual thing, like one particular sure. thing, like fork in the road. Yeah, sure. That works. Or it could be just something you said in a response to a question like this. <laughs> <laughs> the dumbest thing I've ever responded with. Android One, bring my book. <laughs> um, I, you know what? I think I, it's, this is going to sound terribly new agey and weird, but the dumbest thing I've ever done, I consistently do, and I've been doing forever, is I just I do not uh, believe in myself. I just don't. And so I'm constantly undermining myself and putting myself um, in like second or third place to, to all the things around me. And because of that, I don't allow myself to, to reach the potential I want or do the things I want or share what I want. I, I do not take advantage of the very lucky position that I'm in to be able to do the things that I do because I'm afraid of, of how I do them and what I do. And I'm afraid of failing at those things. So I consistently, the dumbest thing I do is just to consistently question and remind myself. And that's kind of it. Um, I love it was that a bit, answer. It was a bit existential. I, wow. so. No, I love that. I feel like that's an answer that actually a lot of people could use to yeah. hear, including at least one of our yeah. hosts. I, I'm speaking for myself, Alan, not you. Don't worry. You're fine. Yeah, You're fine yeah it's, I, it's a lot of people, a lot of artistic and creative and particularly intelligent people that I meet. Um, they, they really don't treat themselves with respect. And then subsequently, other people won't treat you with respect either. You teach people how you want to be treated. And if you treat yourself and you don't believe in yourself, I'm not saying being arrogant. I'm not yeah. saying being a prick, but like, if you just don't, if you don't get out there and be like, no, I'm good enough to be here. And then, then you're also never going to achieve what you could achieve because say what you want about Van Gogh, but he had no idea he was insane. He was just doing what he did and he created right. beautiful work and then he shot himself. So it's not always the best, but you know, find something in the middle. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I, I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sure you know a lot of comedians through your career, but I, I feel like I first, I, I don't think I heard of you until Brido's show. Were you a guest on Mike Bridenstine's podcast, Hunk? A couple times. Yeah, I love Brido. I thought so. He's great. I He's the best. So. One of yeah, the yeah. things I'd heard from him was no one's ever going to say no to you in this game but you. Like, mm-hmm. there are gatekeepers because there's maybe people that, like, have, like, an at or a, a stage or something in that regard. But ultimately, you can just go somewhere else because no one's going to say no to you doing what you want to be doing but you. 
And I have to tell yeah. myself all that, that all the fucking time. Like, that is incredibly true. It's one of those things where it's like, you know, the, the problem with um, being introspective and being aware of yourself, like there's a lot of benefits of being self-aware and it, and it makes you a better human and everything. But the problem with that is if you go down that rabbit hole too much, you start pulling on threads that most people just ignore. And because they ignore those threads, um, they're able to do things that you, I see them. I see people, some people are superhuman. Yeah. I have a friend who will like send food back. I'm like, how the fuck do you do that? Yeah. And he's like, it wasn't what I wanted. And yeah. I was like, but you just, I mean, you just yeah. take it then. He goes, why would you do that? And I go, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just like, and then I, then I get on stage and tell jokes for a living. So I see where there might be an issue there. But, like, it's like, <laughs> but that, that goes all the way back to what we were saying off the top about yeah. insecurity. I, and, I, I'm, and I'm glad self, that, that and, that's know, been that's able it. to be a through line through this. That was unintentional. Yeah. But I think that was very that was, cool. Yeah. I just slowly answer. but surely try. I try and find the one thing. That's all I do with my stand-up is just try and find one way to make it make sense and then yeah. people think I did my job. That's yeah. all it is. <laughs> well done. Well done. Season pro. Yes, um, I see I do. Okay. I am afraid that if I don't ask you this now, I'll, I'll forget. Um, can you just, for the beginning of the show, I'll put this in as a bumper. Can you give me, uh, uh, this is Simon King or hi, I'm Simon King, however you want to say that. And then, and I never listened to none taken and whatever kind of attitude you want to give it. Okay. Uh, all right. This is Simon King. No, you haven't heard of me. And I never listen to none taken. Thank you. Can I ask for one request? And I feel really <laughs> rude asking this. Can I ask? That for was this? great, though. That was perfect. Yeah. yeah. Uh, feel free to say no. Can, can <laughs> yeah. Robin Williams come in and say that he doesn't oh. listen to none taken? Or do you want oh, to pay for that? that. Okay. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. I got, I got a few. <laughs> I'm not... I'm not... <laughs> I'm not going to say the names because you don't need to have the names okay. because I'm about to do some. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I never listen to non taken. Why would I? Okay. <laughs> dude, dude, why the fuck would I listen to non taken? What the fuck is that? Whoa. Why would I listen to non taken? Wow. Listen to my podcast. What are you doing? There you go. Thank you. Brilliant. Keep you going Perfect. for a bit. Brilliant. Yes, yeah, yes. <laughs> We've got a bunch of bumpers now. Thank you. Thank you. That's awesome. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, and then I, that way, if I don't say their name, then I can't be. Uh, I can't yes, be that was well, rubber. Yeah, yeah, that was smart of you. I appreciate that. That keeps us all safe. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, Alan, Billy Joel. Remember yesterday when I was trying yes. to remember the guy that drinks and drives <laughs> and is from Long Island? Yeah. Sorry, that yeah. just came back to me. We were thinking of celebrities. Right. Um, yeah, it was a conversation from yesterday. Um, that was rude. The, uh, <laughs> okay, we, I have a game that I'd like to play. We'll, let's go out on our, sure. our favorite game. We only save this for when we have guests. So um, the game is called, are you ready? Listeners, I wonder if you're knowing what we're going to do because we change the game up every week. Carp or NARP? <laughs> The carp game sweeping America. Carp or NARP. <laughs> storm. So every week uh, when we choose to, I bring out three fish names, and two of them are not carps, and you have to identify the carp. <laughs> okay. It turns you can out Google, I feel... but only images. Yeah, you can Google image yeah. them, but don't look at like whether it's a carp. Yeah. Don't search is it a carp. But feel free to look at an image because <laughs> There are telltale signs of what a carp looks like. And while all of these oh, gonna, look close to carps. I'm raw dogging this. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> let's go. Let's well, go. speaking of raw dogging it, no, let's I'm not start. Looking at, I'm, not, I'm not looking at any pictures of carps. I don't want that on my search history. You know what I mean? Fair <laughs> uh, <laughs> point. <laughs> so uh, speaking of raw dogging it, let's start off with a white sucker. Oh. 
<laughs> so we have a white sucker. Um, okay. We have a megalobrama, megalobrama, a white sucker, and a megalobrama, and a gizzard shad. Gizzard shad. It's shad. S H A D. Shad. shad. Okay. Yeah. Not Chad. White, White sucker. White sucker. What was the second one again? Uh, Megalo Brahma. No H, just B R A M A. If it's not Brahma, like Indian. Okay. Brahma, and then uh, uh, was uh, it Gizzard Shad? Gizzard Shad. Yeah. Gizzard Shad. Uh, I loved Gizzard Shad when they opened for Smash Mouth in '99. <laughs> <and they were laughs> cool. Oh man, you can't see that actor anymore. That's a good show, man. I'm jealous. Yeah, no, that's that's uh, that's one for the ages. Yeah. Who knew that guy would have drunk himself to death? Anyway, <laughs> Imagine people that. yelling, just people yelling, "Hey now!" for the rest of your life. Um, <laughs> just go to the grocery store. Hey now, yeah, Some... I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know which one it is. I think. Okay, which one? I think. I think. I think the carp is white sucker. Alan. Okay. I think it's the second one. The what was it? Mega Megalobrama. Megalobrama. I'm gonna go with Megalobrama. I fucking hate it when Alan wins. Yeah, I got to put a point down in his column, and someday he'll cash his points in for a prize. You know who's the white sucker? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, Simon King. Simon King. (laughs) Hey, man, thank you so much, man. This was a lot of fun. This was a blast. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I had a great time. Thank you so much for having me on. You guys are super fun. Ah, thank you. That's great. I, uh, I'm gonna stop the recording. Bye, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Tell tell your friends about us. Yes, talk to your friends. Tell them about none taken. <laughs> when a guy's banging you, y'all let me in his damn house. Oh, how about that? Come in the name of peace. L M F A O. What in the world is this? Is Kevin McCarthy a moron? And if so, why? Why would you say something that stupid? I come without explanations or solutions. I'm a very sexy lady, cat turd. I will not suffer this harlot. <laughs> How great an anti-American Marxist. Ted Cruz, go fuck yourself. Read the news. China is asshole. God bless the United States. <laughs> now this is podcasting.